Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. We're joined for a very special edition of the Stormcast tonight by an athlete that none of you will have fucking heard of, unless you followed him when I told you to. Bren Orton, former European freestyle kayaking champion, um, kayak bum, and amateur hippie. Bren, thank you for coming on. It's great to have someone who does something different on for a change. Cheers for having me on, mate. I, I appreciate you willing to talk to someone who is infinitely weaker than everyone else that has been on this podcast. Well, you say that, and we'll get to that in a bit, but um, the reason we've got you on is because you're an athlete that does a real sport, but you also train. Um, and we will come into that shortly, but just for those who don't understand, can you explain, for someone who thinks that kayaking is something you do on Lake Windermere in the summer holidays, what it is that you do? I mean, basically my life is spent trying to find the biggest, gnarliest rapids or waterfalls that I can and then kayak down them with my mates and try and get it on camera and make videos. And um, yeah, it's a little bit different to Lake Windermere, but that's Lake Windermere is a good place to start kayaking. But that's that's one of the cool things about the sport, you know, and that's what's been I, I really enjoyed seeing you getting back out on the water and going kayaking with your kiddo because there's, there's just so many different sides to the sport. It's been brilliant and it's made me want to go back and maybe not huck anything massive, but maybe have a run up to the Etiv and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, mate. Now, when you say fall off massive waterfalls, to get a little bit of perspective on this, um, if you go on Bren's YouTube channel, I think, is it Senders? Yep, nailed it. Um, you'll see some of the stuff he does, but we're not talking like six foot, 10 foot drops. We're talking stuff that to look at certainly when I was into kayaking 15 10 15 years ago stuff that would be regarded as unrunnable a lot of it um like 100 foot waterfalls and, and more what's the biggest thing you've fallen off deliberately uh tallest waterfall was big banana in Mexico but that's 128 foot yeah and um that's just mind-bending when you when you watch the video if you get a chance to watch the videos you'll see what we mean um so the sport that Bren used to compete in he's not a competitive athlete anymore um, and certainly in that sense, in terms of uh, you turn up to an event competitive athlete, um, was freestyle, which I've always described to people and I try and describe it to people as a bit like um, kind of snowboarding, BMXing or skateboarding in, in the river. So you go to one place, you stay in one place and you try and do as many tricks as you can to time, um, which is where I guess a degree of physical conditioning came in. Um, is that fair to say that's when you were competing, that's when you had to start paying attention to fitness in the gym and I, I was honestly, mate, I was just always interested in it, you know, like a lot of my family trains, you know, like, like all that sort of stuff. It was just something I grew up with. But for myself, like there was I, even even from like an early age, I couldn't see any disadvantages to being stronger in a kayak. So yeah. one, because I just enjoyed training and I'd grown up with it. And then two, because I was trying to do cooler things in my kayak, I really got into it. And the thing that people used to say to me, um, people, I, I very much doubt you'll listen, but if he does, I'm not picking on you, but I remember Cookie. Uh, you remember Matt Cook? Yeah, yeah, of course. Saying to me, you know, all oh, that training with weights, it'll, it'll make you inflexible. <laughs> Is that something you've ever had an issue with? Because I, I certainly don't think it's ever been an issue that I've had other than the fact that I'm a big cunt anyway. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I think that doing the weight training almost makes me more flexible, you know, because like the range of movements and stuff. Certainly when I started incorporating overhead squats, like my shoulder mobility, my hip mobility, everything got better from yeah. training. And it's not like I pushed heavy well, weight. Sorry, mate, say that again. Resistance to injury as well, I suppose. Dude, honestly, that's like my big reasons to train really is one, one to 
be better in a kayak. There's, there's no sport in the world I can see where you don't have an advantage if you're stronger overall. Yeah. And number two is injury prevention. And, uh, and then number three is just like kayaking is a sport, you know, like if you mess up on the river and you get into a bad situation, more than likely the only thing getting you out of that is your friends. Yeah. And um, I was in at the deep end when I first started charging harder white water. And the, there's like at least a few times where the only reason that I'm still here is because Dave Facilli, my mentor in the States, is a big, strong, athletic dude and was just able to get to places and throw the throw bag harder than normal people can. Yeah. You know, it's purely because he was athletic. And much as we joke that kayaking is an extreme sport and it's, I, I, I kayaked, for, for those who don't know, I kayaked at a, a reasonable level for a, a good while. Uh, I remember I, for an entire year, I ran the Tuaron every single day if it was on. Um, and if it wasn't on, I went to the D. So I paddled every single day for a year, one year. Um, it, it is dangerous. Certainly at the level you, you paddle at, but even at a, a, a British whitewater kayaking level, it, it can be dangerous. Yeah, mate. I think my big thing with kayaking is it's, it's so incredibly safe and friendly until it isn't, you know? Like, until like, we... Exactly. But like, you know, like I have hurt myself way worse trying to skateboard in a car park, you know, yeah. like just basic elementary things at the sport. But, you know, if you fall off a skateboard, it can hurt you really bad. But if you fall over on Lake Windermere and you kayak, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So what does your training look like? Because you're not going to be doing like a, a, a five days a week body part split or, or something like that. Or are you? I I have, I have done that in the past. It just depends what part of the year we're in and what we're working towards and, and all of that stuff. But for myself, like big waterfall season, that mainly happens in the winter slash spring. Um, so in the lead up to that, I'm trying to put on a little bit more size and get stronger just to take the hits. And then in other parts of the year where I'm doing more river running, longer days on the water, more rapids, more, more time just paddling and taking strokes, then I'm doing more um, cardio and hit and endurance training but I normally if I'm not doing four to five days of um, strength training a week then I'm doing at least two even if my other goals for training are different sure um but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy at the moment I'm like I'm doing I'm training just body weight with like with, with a weight vest and whatever but I'm training in the morning three times a week with that um, and then I'm going to, and then I'm kayaking most of the day. And then I come back to Innsbruck where I'm staying at the moment and I'll go to um, like an MMA class or a boxing class. Okay. And that's how I'm getting my cardio in. Now I know, I know kayakers traditionally, again, haven't been very big on nutrition and diet other than like eat dal because it's what they have in Nepal or whatever. <laughs> you have, um, you have, mate, you have such a bad uh, view of, of kayakers and hippies. Bro, I was a kayaker before you were even born. Eat dal. Eat dal. <laughs> Eat dal and lentils. And tell me that I shouldn't have plastic packaging. I saw Vito last week. He hasn't changed. That's specific hippies in the sport. Okay, hippies. Okay, so um, I'm assuming by your comment that things have moved on. Do you have to pay much attention to nutrition? And if so, on a day like that, how do you get enough calories in? So. I think I'm lucky because like some people really need the food and they just can't function if they don't have enough food in them. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that's your body fat percentage or whatever, or like how your body breaks it down. But like I, I can 
eat at breakfast and not eat till dinner and kayak all day and have no issues with that. But I think that's more of a mental thing. Yeah, but the, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. But um, I think now I'm trying to pay more attention to it, and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like snack throughout the day and make sure that I'm keeping keeping just food going into the body so we're not experiencing that big crash anymore that I would get when I would get home and I would eat something, I'd just be done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I eat, I eat a lot of protein, like one and a half grams per pound of body weight. Okay, yeah. Um, is, what, is what I'm aiming for each day. And, um, yeah, I normally eat a massive breakfast, take some small snacks with me when I'm on the water because I don't like feeling like there's food in my belly when I'm kayaking. Yeah, yeah. And then... In the and yeah, and then in the evening, just depends how the day went. But I'll either be really heavy on carbs or I'll be a little bit lighter on carbs. Just depends what we were doing and how tired I got. Yeah, but that's that was on the advice of um, one of my mates, nutritionist or whatever, was to like to set yourself up for the next day. Was to like really refuel with carbs in the evening. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it, if it makes sense, but I no, tried it. I mean, lots of people, particularly bodybuilders, bodybuilders become very food focused, and they can. They can start to obsess about what they ate in the few hours before they train. Um, and they'll quite, oh, you know, I, I feel flat because I haven't had many carbs before I train. But actually, the, the food you ate over the 24 hours, 48 hours before is going to be far more relevant than what you had in that one hour before. Unless something's sure. really, really wrong. Yeah, mate. That's cool to hear. I like, <clears throat> for me, I'm like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be more interested in it and more knowledgeable and dedicated. But at the same time, I don't want to have that, like, that like caveat of like oh i can't do that because i've not had this meal or that meal you know yeah. like you don't really think over yeah, exactly mate. I, I suppose it's having that eye on performance but not letting it be the the be all and end all yeah or like be an excuse or anything you know like if, if i have my kayak and my kayaking equipment i'm ready to go you know yeah. like and then so the reason we took bren on um lots of people ask about how do you get sponsored by strom the honest answer is that if you're and I, I mean no offense to anyone, if you're a fitness influencer or you're someone on Instagram with a thousand followers, or even if you're, you're on Instagram with 20,000 followers and every other picture is a picture of you with your top off, unfortunately, you're like a hundred thousand other people on Instagram I and mean, you're not bringing anything special. But for us to even look at sponsoring someone, um, maybe it's me being um, a bit stubborn. You need to be a customer first. And Bren has been a customer since I had a shop in Bath. Um, and again, what's unusual for that is that within, um, I would say all kind of outdoor sports supplements, just like the gym are not a really common theme. Again, they might be now, I don't know if the industry has changed or if in the, like the, the scene you're in, it's more common, but certainly I know that when I had the shop in Balor, it was, it was very not the done thing. Yeah, mate, I think it, I think things are slowly changing, but by and large, the majority of people in the sport don't pay that much attention to the training or the diet which each each to their own you know but so there there was a kayaker that i always used to look up to um when i was starting i don't know if it was a bit too so um bren used to compete against his son who's a guy called eric jackson and he had uh i had a book uh ej's was it the guide to play boating something like that yeah and he looked fucking jacked now on reflection he's probably about 80 kilos and fairly lean but as a kid, I remember reading that thinking, that guy looks fucking amazing. And he had a chapter in there about weight training and diet. Um, and it was, it was kayaking that led into weight training for me. And I just found I was perhaps more interested in the weight training at the time. Um, 
but the reason we took Bren on is that he's a customer. He's bought from us for years. He competes at a very high level in a really cool, different sport. Um, and therefore, it's someone that we want to support. But with that in mind, what are the products that you use? Because it's not everything. You don't use all the, the bodybuilder products. A lot of our products are, are not maybe something that would be appropriate for you. Yeah. May I, honestly, I'm, my, my main two go-tos for supplements have always been like the, the Velocaway, yeah. which I was yeah. really bloody impressed with. Like the taste, no, no trying to um, kiss your ass here, but like the, the taste is great. I genuinely, I feel it works better than other proteins that I've had. I think it's nicer on my stomach. I, I don't know if it's just a placebo effect or whatever, because I believe the hype of Velocitol or whatever. The, the science behind Velocitol is pretty solid. The, it's the only protein that I'm aware of, or it was when we brought it out, so has probably done it now, that has lactase in it. So a lot of people think that, that whey protein upsets their stomach. It's not. It's normally lactose. So by including the, the enzyme your body uses to digest lactose, you, you remove that problem. Um, and and flavoring-wise, I mean, it's an expensive product. Um, and, and one of the reasons is the flavoring system we use is expensive. It, it, it's all expensive to put together. But as a result, you do get something that is really very good. Um, and we do stock a more budget option for people that maybe don't want to stretch to that amount. But yeah, Velociway is, is, is a really good option. We'll have to get you a tub of the new um, Caramac flavor. Yeah, please, mate. That'd be wicked. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, obviously protein is, is a big part of it. Velociway, I'm really impressed with. I like that it's just so easy to just get get like 20 grams or whatever of protein in. It's like the shake, the shake system is awesome for this lifestyle. You know, like I wake up and the rivers are in and I've got to just get in the car and go. Just one scoop, bit of water off, we pop. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I honestly, I, f I feel the difference with, um, with Creamax. Like I can genuinely, I can tell when I've been taking that long term. I feel like there's a bit more snap in, yeah. in me when I'm kayaking. And I also feel like, like basically, mate, I just love exercising, you know. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just constantly just, just wrecking my body. And um, I personally, I think that when I've been taking Creamax for like, you know, whatever, like a month or so, and it's built up or whatever, then I feel like I have more energy in the last session of the day. Yeah. Whereas when I'm not on it, I normally find that I'm flagging and I'm not explosive in that session. Well, the other thing that Creamax gives you over a normal creatine, as well as Crea Pure from the Germans is actogen. Um, now actogen is really useful for bodybuilders because it helps you replenish your glycogen stores really quickly post-workout. It's really useful for athletes because it increases your VO2 max um, and reduces your recovery time between sets. Um, so that, the, the dose that that should be at is 50 milligrams for, for most people, but there's 100 milligrams per serving of Creamax. So you'll probably find for what you do, that's that's particularly beneficial um that's a patented ingredient from new live science and uh, we really really like that one we've actually had it into the essential amino acids recently um and then you've used neuro haven't you a couple of times oh mate actually i take it i take it all back neuro is my favorite strong supplement <laughs> and um this is the other ones are great but neuro is is magic like i started taking ashwagandha and i remember you posting about the olymp stuff yes yeah yeah we used to and, that one and I, that's, that's how I got on that train of things. And I, I thought it was going to be a load of bollocks, but then I'd seen that, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the brand name, but the, the company that Joe Rogan has in the States. Oh, and, um, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. But they have, they have this like neuro thing. And, um, 
I remember seeing that years ago and I was like, oh, I wonder if that actually works or not. And I remember you post about ashwagandha and then it getting a bit more hype and I started taking that and I was like, well, I'll be fucked. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd like I've, I think it fucking works. And the, uh, the benefits of ashwagandha, like particularly KSM 66, are, are so massive. And that there are so there are more studies behind ashwagandha than there are behind paracetamol. Um, and it's one of those ones where if anyone's ever skeptical, I actually have a few scripts of the um, the Olymp one left because it's the same ashwagandha as we use. Um, and I tend to just give a script to someone and say, Look, you know what, try it. I'm not going to charge you anything. Try it. If you don't like it, fine. Never bring it up again. And it's very rare. In fact, I can't think of anybody who hasn't noticed it. Yeah, I'm so impressed with it. So. I was on the ashwagandha train and then tried neuro and um i bought i bought my first two packs i think at least if not more but yeah. um genuinely that's like that was that was all the benefits of ashwagandha but even better i know that a lot of a lot of your guys i think take it before bed and whatever yeah but but for myself i like it with a coffee in the morning and, um, it's really interesting. There is like a 20-80 split. About 20% of people find that it helps them to be really productive and 80% of people make, find it makes them sleepy. Of that 80%, if they were to have it with caffeine, they'd probably very much find they get that nootropic effect from okay. it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, mate, that's, that's how I like to take it. And I find that like, it's not like, like I don't fully notice the state that I'm in while it's happening but then i look back and i'm like oh you know like we kayaked really well that morning i'm like holy shit we got so much work done you yeah. know and then like just like allowed me to focus a little bit better and, and a little bit clearer and um, in terms of of for kayaking do you find that it helps you stay calmer hit things better because i do know some people in uh the other sport i play around with is motorbiking and i know people talk about trying pre-workouts and things for that and i i think that it throws them off it makes you too jittery and yeah um so like that was something i was really interested in with covid and all of that stuff shutting down the travel plans i i personally i haven't been that stretched this year with the kayaking that i've done like there's been a few a few days and a few big moments but like nothing looks fucking hairy as shit but (laughs) it is but it's not like it's not like at the limit but the one thing i'm interested in with neuro is like very occasionally we get those weeks where like the weather systems just line up and day after day after day i'm genuinely scared from the second i wake up until the day i go to bed until the time i go to bed and then maybe there'll be nightmares and i think that i think that support max i have really high hopes for it in most situations like i i think those those weeks in particular it's going to be i think it's going to be really special and what countries do you intend to be in for those weeks (laughs) <laughs> mate we're just chasing the water so i was meant to be in the states and um and then obviously that got cancelled with covid this winter we were hoping to go to south america because like i mean as you all know all the best waterfalls have fall off volcanic rock yeah, yeah. that's just that's just tends to be the smoothest rock that hollows out that falls away that gives way to like big deep pools so that's what we're always looking for so you've got the pacific ring of fire yeah. And you can just take your pick, whatever country there, whatever season works. But I think looking at the amount of cases in South America, we won't go there this year or yeah. won't get the chance to. Um, so I think the next big season for waterfalls would probably be spring 2021. Yeah. So you're going to be back in the UK for the winter? I think so. I think at the moment I'll be back November, December. Is there then... anything left in the UK for you to do? 
Oh man, I have I have so many lists of things. Really? There's some, yeah, there's there's uh I've got like four or five waterfalls in North Wales. Um, I've got like right one or two out. down. Huh? Right them out of. I I've done that one, but yeah, I wanna I wanna go and um I wanna go when and do a kickflip. Oh mate, like um probably ten years ago now. I was a kid. Because I was with Johnny when he was like the first guy to do it of the modern boys. Mate, I I remember that, and Johnny laced that the lie. It was absolutely it was so yeah. smooth, and I remember seeing that video of him flying off in the in the red boat, and I was like, I need to do that. Yeah, and that yeah. was the safety was me at the bottom. In flip-flops <laughs> and the buoyancy aid, like what the fuck am I supposed to do if this all goes to But the one round the corner from that, we always said oh, that yeah. in the right water that'd go. Is it pistol Yeah, yeah pistol cane, however you say it. But yeah, I that one I have to do more scouting. Because it it's need, a bit messy. It would need just the right level. Yeah, not too much, not too little. Yeah, we'll see. And then uh, there is some massive stuff up in Scotland, um, towards like actually near Loch Ness. Right. Okay. Um, but that's that's a much bigger, scarier project. So I think that probably this winter I'll just go and and figure out whether it's doable or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's always stuff to do in the UK. And for me, like the the whole COVID thing is like, although it's a bit disappointing not to get the bigger projects done, it's been cool to sort of like regroup, find my weak points, and just basically I'm just using this as like a like a like I don't know like a training season. Yeah. You know, so I'm just hoping to come into next year like bigger, stronger, faster, better in every way. And if, if there is there one thing on the list that you really want to nail or? Um, my biggest thing is like, there's all different types of kayaking and there's a lot of people doing amazing stuff in freestyle and there's a lot of people doing amazing stuff with big waterfalls, but there's only really like three people in the world that put it together and combine them. Because it's a so stupid for, thing to combine. That's <laughs> why, Brent. That's pretty rowdy. But, I, really um, like, I like doing electrics and I like waterfalls. That's kind of... Yeah, yeah, same, same, but different. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's what I'm really striving towards, is like Big combining the... Rodeo. Yeah, not, not necessarily massive waterfalls, but like, you know, anything from, you know, anything under 50 foot, I, I want to be like trying to do tricks off it and really just like push that side of the sport more. So that's what I'm aiming for. Was it Russ Sturgis who was the first guy to do a loop off of? Oh. Yeah, mate, Rush, Rush front flipped. He called it the Hail Mary off that's the waterfall. It. Yeah, yeah, I remember the video of him learning to do that and the amount of times he got it wrong before he got it right. I was I like, know. that's a waterfall that most people would be scared, terrified to do. And he did it over and over and over and over and over again in a, a crazy 88, was it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe a kingpin. Kingpin or crazy 88, you're right. I think it had that bigger scoop at the front. I'm not entirely sure. Could be. But that kind of reinforces your point about actually, it, in most situations, it's fairly safe. It, mate, it's, it's like everything, you know? Like, like any, anything in moderation is probably pretty good and fun for you, but anything pushed to the extremes, probably quite the opposite. I, I'd like to paddle somewhere where all the rocks aren't sharp and try to kill you. That's it. That's all I want. BC looks nice. Where? BC. Yeah, BC is pretty special. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole West Coast of America, like Oregon, that place is just stunning. It's like, it's like it was made for kayaking. Yeah. Smooth rocks, blue water, sunshine most days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. Clever. Although my little one's now been down Jackfield Rapids twice. Nice, sending it already. Well, the first time we did it, we didn't re- we didn't mean to do it. <laughs> um, so she was in um, well, nothing, just a, a waterproof coat. Because uh, we spoke to one of the locals and they said, oh, yeah, you can get off at the pub just before the rapids. And he meant just after. So we... <laughs> Whoops. Well, she's addicted to it now. The problem is I don't kind of know... I don't know where to go with it because I can't really do anything harder than the D with her without having a group of people around that really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. She can't swim and she's not good enough to paddle her own boat down anything yet. But she wants to do... Big stuff. Hey, tag, tag me in. Next time I'm in the UK, <laughs> just tag me in. I will hold you to that. I Sold. Um, like, I mean, the um, much as I am not impressed with the quality of the outfitting in, in the... Uh, I've got a... People who don't know kayaking, there's, there's one boat. I think it's the only boat you can get that's made for little children in the front and a competent adult in the back. And, and much as I don't, I'm not impressed with the build quality of it, I, I'm pretty confident I could run you know, three easy four in it with someone in the front without any problems. Um, it's, a, it's a really easy boat to paddle. Um, it's just that if it did go wrong, it would go wrong really badly. <laughs> yeah, mate, not ideal. And like, I mean, I, for like the, the mates I have who have kids and they're trying to get them in the sport, I think the biggest thing is just not letting the kid get scared, you know, or like have a bad time out there, you know, like even if it's, even if it's like a little bit. Who, there'll probably be someone listening to this who will say, oh, I went in a kite once and it went upside down and I couldn't get out. I'll never go in one again. Yeah. And, and it, they were probably were upside down for two seconds, but it sticks with them. It's like being, being underwater is like, um, I don't know what you boys call it, but like, you know, when you get stuck with the bar on the bench press yeah. and it's like, it's like in that horrible midpoint where you could maybe lock out or you could also just get it stuck on your chest. Yeah. But the seconds there and the seconds that you experience underwater are much longer than normal like microwave seconds. seconds. The what? Like microwave seconds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of your routine. You train, dependent on season and you use Creamax, Velocity and Neuro. Um, when I used to paddle, I know if we used to do a long day, everyone would avoid drinking too much because they didn't want to have to piss in their boat. Is that still a thing or have you evolved beyond that? Ain't no shame in my game. When nature calls, you've got to answer. <laughs> then in that case, we'll get you a tub of Hydromax out on your next order. Dude, dude I have some, which I, oh. I asked you for. So I, I personally, like, I don't know whether it's the Creamax or whatever, but I've, like I can go without food for the day and still feel okay and function and, and perform relatively well, but without water, like when I'm dehydrated, that's when I really fucking feel it. So I, I call them like, um, like the juice head tubs, you know, yeah. like those huge, like two yeah, liter yeah. bottles of water. Yeah. Like I have one of those and I pound at least one and a half a day, at least every single day. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I, I normally have to pee a lot, but that's, that's fine. I'm not ashamed of it. It's the um, the Hydromax that you that you sent me, I, I got that for that biking trip I did. So oh, yeah. we rode we rode around the Alps. With, with, like, oh my god! Nothing mate. about that looked fun. It was the worst thing I've ever done. No I'm kidding. It was like it was a supper fest start to finish, but the lads I was with were well funny. So it was it was entertaining, but really yeah. bloody hard. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, we were, we were towing like 80 kilograms of kayaking stuff on the back of trailers over these mountain passes. And I mean, it's, I haven't trained my legs since I was like 14 years old, you know? Yeah. Like I just haven't. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not that important for kayaking. I don't like how it feels. I don't do it. I know that, <laughs> I know that's a big thing in bodybuilding. Yeah, but at least honest about it. You haven't said yeah. I've got a bad knee. You've just said I don't like it. That's fine. I don't like people it. Like yeah. it. Thank you for accepting that. Not everyone does. <laughs> Some people are like, you have to squat because when you train your legs, it's the biggest muscles in your body and it releases more of this and then that helps your other parts right. of you grow. It releases, it releases more of that, but I can inject that. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solving 101. Exactly. Don't work smarter. No. Don't work no. harder, work smarter. No leg day needed. Thank God. Um, but anyway, it was it was the most savage thing I've done because I've not trained my legs. My legs aren't strong. I don't ride a bike. I don't yeah, do anything. I just thought I just thought it was a good opportunity to like be more mentally tougher. Yeah. yeah and uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it was. I almost got more than I bargained for, and I came really close to quitting. But anyway, it was like you stack it. Yeah? What? Sorry. Did you stack it? Oh, I, yeah. I crashed twice. Yeah. Like, because with the trailer and all that weight pushing you down the, the mountain, you go really quick. Yeah. Oh, mate. You go really quick. Um, but anyway, it was like mega hot day, hiking over the Alps in Italy. And that, for me, is when I realized how important Hydromax was. Because the, the week before that, I was drinking it because I felt like I should. Yeah. And um, I was keeping, like, I had, like, a little Tupperware box of it in the back of my kayak, and I couldn't reach it one day, and I was like, oh, sorry, I'll just drink water. It's probably the same anyway. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not. Like, <laughs> like, like gen genuinely, mate. Particularly in that environment where you're sweating out a lot of your, your salts, um, I cramps starts to become an issue. and For sure, yeah. I, I honestly, mate, I'm so impressed. That was my first time fucking around with a hydration product. It's a bit but of a... Now it's a relatively un it, like it's not a very common um kind of it's very niche within our game but then people particularly the big guys who struggle to stay hydrated they've started using it and um everyone who's bought it has rebought it which is always kind of your your guide as to whether something's worked yeah um you know it was the same with neuro when we released neuro we weren't sure if people would get it um and that's now our most popular product Dude, I've, neuro neuro is unbelievable. On, honestly, no bullshit. Fucking brilliant. If anyone's listening and hasn't tried it, should for sure. Well, this is why we sponsor people who are customers first, because we know it's not bullshit. Because they chose to spend their own money on it, and I think that's so important. We get emails every day. I've had three today, um, and they're quite often copy and pasted. I love your product. You look them up. They're never bought for you in, in their life. Yeah, yeah, mate. I, I imagine, especially in your in your side of things, that's just terrible. Like the fake like Instagram influencers and shit. Like I bet that's horrendous. Um, which is why we're, we're trying to, or I'm trying to work with more athletes because you can't fake athletic performance. I mean, I could be wrong. You can't. Which I'm all for, but you can't. You've still got to put the work in. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't necessarily fake being jacked either. It takes, takes no, a lot of shit. No, but, you know, there's, there's an awful lot of um, people that have bought their followers and that kind of thing, and I just... For, for sure, mate. I mean, this day and age, it's just hard to find, like, genuine people, sadly, on the internet. So, yeah. 
whatever whatever filter you want to use to to find those people i think that's a good way to go about it yeah yeah um but no thank you very much for coming on um if anyone is interested in following bren's stuff he's on instagram as i think it's just at bren orton yep and his youtube channel is senders honestly check that out um do you do all your own content yourself yeah me well me and my best mate sort of make the videos ourselves and take take turns shooting pictures and whatever that's you know it's pro level content it's the kind of stuff that you watch on the big telly i watched it on the big telly when my dad was over the other day to show show all that that's my friend um it, it's really really well edited professional content so if you're interested even if you're not interested in kayaking you just want to see what it's all about uh check that out cheers mate appreciate it and um if you want to learn to kayak Bren's not your guy because he's busy off having adventures. Um, but shoot me a DM. There are people in kind of North Wales and the Midlands that we can recommend um, if it's something you want to get into. And that is all for now. Thank you very much, Brent.